2: Bradford Show. That's my open? That's what they used to call me, Swivel Hits Bradford. That's my open. I'm okay. waiting for you to so justify what? your stupid opinion.
0: Bradfo Show. That's delicious. Rob Bradford's in the building somewhere. Can we get on the PA system in the building? Attention.
3: Attention. Rob Bradford to the WEI studio. Rob Bradford, attention. So a peek behind the curtain, he spent last segment in the producer's room standing behind John and Billy, and then yeah. we go on the air and then we take a you know a standard break and now we're back. And he has since disappeared. And he's not in the can, I don't think. So he's in studio and he's late. When he's on the phone all around the world, he's on time. He's on time. It's very, it's very confusing. No, nah, here he comes in. Not the radio here guy. There we go. Understand how it works. That's right. Do need some well, headphones? What's
0: radio? Right. What's radio? I don't need headphones. You no, I need no headphones. I don't know. He, he, who needs you know, headphones? mic condom or something like that. you does. practice uh, safe there, radio. There's so here. many different
2: ways to go with that. Yeah.
1: we got him
3: on Twitch, and it looks <laughs> like he looks. It's like a Sitting little <laughs> I You look as yeah. tall as Pete. No, you're good. Dude. Do, do you I have,
0: have, to, do, like, do I have
2: to do like the, three, do have the, the, the triple threat position like yeah. in basketball? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. might have to. No, they'll get the You look like you Pete
0: Blackburn it's standing up. <laughs> we love you, Pete, and you know that. <laughs> hey, uh, Midweek Clubhouse Report Rob Bradford brought to you by McFarlane Energy. Greater- McFarlane. Greater Boston and Cape cons- Now, Brad
3: Bradford just left <laughs>
0: for dependable heating and cooling solutions at uh, McFarlaneEnergy.com. Do the folks at McFarland create some sort of wrist wrap for those that can't ride bikes? Oh,
2: I, I, they they power people on bikes. They power everything. There you go. And maybe so,
0: maybe uh, that's what it was. Chris Hill had too much power on his bike. He had the jet packs on him. He, yes. uh,
2: it was it was uh, that was a bizarre situation. And yesterday, I would I would think that would classify as not a good day for the Boston Red Sox.
3: It was not. <laughs> no. In fact, we've been trying to come up with different like scenarios or maybe just one play in the field that sums up the 2022 Red Sox. And then Chris Sale falling off his bike oh, sort of uh, oh. usurped all of those As, things. I mean, it was a
2: pretty easy headline to write yeah. this morning, which was it was the day the Red Sox fell off their bike, correct? Right, and then yeah. and then of course I get into the, <laughs> the I, get, I, get, I get I get into the Monty Python Black Knight of you know it's just a mere flesh wound. Oh Man. God, you don't like that?
3: No, I like that. No, I do. I'm saying all God in regards to the what, Sale. <laughs> I don't. I don't <laughs> What is that? That's a uh, response to the to the. That's dope.
0: right. Uh, Monty Python. It's always a big uh, hit uh, with oh, those okay. who are 30 so, and younger. Well,
3: 1975.
2: <laughs> 1975.
0: Golden Lady. Um, yeah. This right, a mere go. flesh
2: wound, but that's how I, I immediately thought of that. I'm like, you know, this is. They keep saying that you're saying there's a chance. You're saying there's a chance, and you keep getting your arms and legs cut off yeah. all the way till you, like you're just a torso. And that's how it felt with the Red Sox. I mean, go down the list of things yesterday. Sounds
0: like my Aunt Fanny. <laughs> just <the> torso.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but it's funny. Uh, but it's. But I, you, at eleven o'clock, you have the news of Chris Sale falling off the bike. And then you have Tanner Houck right before the game. Your one of your few reliable closers. And then you have Eric Hosmer banging a ball off of his knee out. And then I don't know if you know this, they lost. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Her, uh, yep, saw that uh, yeah. late
3: into the night. They they couldn't <laughs> just lose a nine like normal. <laughs> no, they had to go no. extras. Now any any <clears throat> chance that Chris Sale didn't fall off his bike? Is it, could this I mean, be there's like always a, a chance? That's I mean, what I'm saying. But like, I like, don't. I don't. You believe, think like the,
0: I they, they believe It's a key conspiracy here. I mean,
3: oh no! But we heard this from other people too. They were, yeah, they were yeah. suggesting that again. You know, he's by himself. Nobody sees him. Then he like calls the trainer or whatever. He was on his bike to go get lunch. Like maybe that's possible, or maybe I, something else. I would else say happens. this is that the bike uh, excuse isn't a.
2: It doesn't isn't a great look on its own. It's no. not like you're. It's not like you're you're having this excuse. Like, oh, this this is plausible. This is a this is an excusable event. No, it's not. You're riding your bike. Number one, don't ride your bike. Like don't ever ride your bike when you're coming back from any injury. And one of the things I immediately thought of was the Jeff Kent thing, riding the motorcycle. Like r- Jeff Kent, you know, he got in trouble. He found it. They found out he's riding his motorcycle. I don't think there's a clause for riding your bike. But I Should would be, I would not advise to ride your bike mm-hmm. when you're coming back from an injury. Well,
0: it's really a uh, it's it's really a condemnation of the great city that we live in that uh, if Chris Sale wanted to drive a vehicle from where he lives to B C, it would take him an hour and a half. But on yes. a bicycle he could actually get there basically in a reasonable yeah, amount I mean, of the time. The city
2: is telling everyone to ride bikes, and this is what happens when you do that. There you go.
0: Exactly. Well when your bike's you more reliable the than season. the when you when your bike's more reliable than the T, it's more efficient. <laughs> so, can we at least, you stop know, at least he now? Didn't Catch
3: on fire, <laughs> and even Hein Bloom yesterday, which this kind of drove me nuts. And I, like I said to Gresh, it, it may have been true. But he was like, ah, he was throwing great over at BC too. He was really like popping the mitt. And you're like, <laughs> popping the mitt. Like, come on. Was he really? Uh, no, he didn't say the pop the mitt, mitt, but I, I added that. Okay. But like, we heard this, and like when he was making his rehab, and we're like, guys, wait till, wait till Sale comes back. It's like we heard this in the like no, last I, spring training. I, I, I I be- bl- it's, it's enough.
2: I b- I believe I believe that because like he looked good that one time he pitched. I mean, he could pop the mitt <laughs> that one time. That, <laughs> that one is t- the right. greatest remember? quote of 2022. That, that two. sums up Sale last like four three that years. That one time he pitched remember that. Remember I that, that time? time. Remember that time you pitched? That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that Chris was. Farley, <laughs> yeah. remember that time uh-huh. where you threw
3: five innings? Sure yeah. do. And yeah. we almost won? <laughs> that was great. I mean, two, two years left. I mean, if he makes <clears throat> another 10 starts, I think we'd be pleased.
2: It is crazy. It is crazy how we can trace this back. And I'm not just saying this because he was on the podcast yesterday, but you can trace this back to John Laster. <laughs> it, is, it is so nuts how you can do this, including, by the way, Chris Sale telling me in spring training, saying that once John Henry said that thing about blowing The John Lester deal, he knew right. This is his words. He knew right in that, then and there, that his contract was going to get done, and he actually sought out John Lester to thank him. What is incredible? They throw him a couple bucks too.
0: (laughs) Oh, listen, they're not whole name bank sales for John Lester. He ended up getting paid, but still,
2: yeah. yeah. But he he said, but he said, he said on the podcast yesterday. He said, "I said, if you were not traded, would you have been a Red Sox for life?" And he said, "Yeah, probably." I mean that's crazy to think about, and then none of this happens. We don't have any bicycle incidents. You don't, you don't have know. David Price either. You well, and that, I that was that just going to
0: say that's remember David Price because yep. for a period of time it was no pitchers over thirty. Here's two hundred and thirteen yeah, million, let's pay $40 or forty million dollars yeah, for more for than the next Price.
2: team that's that's competing for the services. So, and you know what? You know we need a. It turns out we need an ace. So we're going to pay two hundred and seventeen million dollars for them, and well, we need a little bit more of an ace. So we're going to give up two of the top prospects in baseball. So there you go. <laughs>
0: (laughs) Man, oh, man. Uh, What is the vibe with this group right now? Because they were very much invest in us, invest in us, invest in us, and then they crashed like Bitcoin.
2: Well, so I think that after the trade deadline – the whole invest in us, I don't. I think some people in that clubhouse didn't really look at it that way. Some people did, but others didn't. They looked at it as, you traded one of the key guys on this team. Fair or not, you tra- some of these guys thought that. That you traded one of the key guys on this team, so that's not investing. And now, we take a look out of it. Yeah, okay, fam looks good. Hosmer, fine if he's okay. You know, McGuire's like Babe Ruth is is he's the next Sandy Leone. But but like <laughs> but at the heart of it, at the heart of it, let's take a step back. We all knew that for them to be good, to actually be the team that is gonna try to make the playoffs, you needed a reliever. You needed a late inning reliever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know what you did? You traded a reliever and you didn't get anyone back and immediately
3: that came back to hurt them in Kansas City and then again last night. Now, do you think – we talked about this at, at right after the deadline too, but J.D. Martinez and Nathan Navaldi still playing out the string here, both going to be free agents. Do you expect the qualifying offer, one-year, $19 million for both? And would either you, uh, of those guys accept that? It's become an
2: interesting conversation, I think. Mm-hmm. And 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 if, if they do, then check one in the Red Sox category playing it right, right? I mean, I would take J.D. Martinez back on a one-year – I know he's not hitting right now, but what do you, you look at? You're, you're no, gazing I'm, to the I'm stars. No, I'm thinking in my
3: head. Like uh, two months ago, I thought he'd get a pretty nice deal by somebody, and now I no. But don't. The,
2: qu- the question is, would you want him back next year at, on a one-year deal?
3: Uh, I would not if it again is this what are you preventing the next great dh no like devers no because they spend their money they have like a, they, they have their own cap it feels like yeah sure and and if you're going to give 19 million to jd martinez to hit nine home runs i'd probably what do you do it for nathan avaldi uh probably cuz i don't yeah you got nobody to i so want Evaldi I'd, on I'd, a i want avaldi on a two year deal quite honestly yeah well i do it more for avaldi than jd so martinez. so
2: even like the one year two years whatever at that money at 18 19 million dollars for both those guys, I can't be a hypocrite. Like yeah, I, yeah. I I said, both those guys are really important guys. Now, J.D. has really taken a turn for the worse here, but, and, and Nathan Evaldi's fastball hasn't come back. But I still think that if you go into next year, they're probably more of the solution, mm. and then you build around them. Because both guys, you're going to have to find a top-of-the-rotation guy, right? And, and and another part of this... <laughs> Good luck. An, well, yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> Brian but another, another part of this is that... You I think you guys you need guys in your thirties who can like hold people accountable. Yeah. And, and like this is a big this is a big deal to me. Like when you when Jaron Duran said what he did on ESPN, <laughs> which by the way, thank you for that video. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. I hadn't seen it. I was like, Oh yeah, we I, played I it couldn't the next figure day, out where yeah. that came from because yeah. I saw we were in the clubhouse and he didn't talk in the clubhouse. Like, right now, oh, he did that? a big Sports Center hit. Right, he did a sports <laughs> center. Like, you had it, to get Durant all on the sports kids center. love Sports Center. Yeah. Um but I'm like if, if somebody in that clubhouse should have grabbed him and said, this is not the way to do things. And, you know, Alex Cora was actually that guy, but it's more, it's more, it's more difficult to be that guy as the manager. Yeah. You need the guys in the clubhouse. And I do think there's a value to have the 30 something years old guys uh, to basically be secure in themselves and say, this is how you do things.
0: Was Vasquez one of those guys?
2: Yes. Yeah, I think so. Absolutely.
0: Do you, what, what do you think the chances are that he's back here next year?
2: Um, I think on the right price, Those, same sale, sort of deal. I think that they like him, but maybe they don't like him as much as everyone thought they liked him when they were like, you know, oh, I can't believe Christian Vasquez is leaving. Same sort of deal. I think the, my biggest criticism with how they're doing business and how they have done business is that you don't just identify the guy and you pay a little bit more or you trade a little bit more. For the guy, everything has to be a bargain. Every single thing has to be a bargain, and that's not at some point that's going to catch up to you. You know how I know they're in last place right now.
0: Man, that's uh, that leads to a question about the Baltimore Orioles, where the Red Sox will play the Orioles on Thursday in a makeup game. How are the Orioles doing this? And they traded Trey Mancini. I know. What? But how does this happen?
2: Well, because this is this is the dream sequence uh, scenario of all these new age GMs which is just give us 10 years, and we'll develop some pitching. So a fever dream is what <laughs> it, it is. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's all. And, and okay, well, can you think about how long it took the Orioles to get here? And good for them for developing some guys and getting some guys, fine. But it took them forever. It took them forever. And this is, this is a problem. When you talk about this high-bloom model, and you talk about the mantra that ownership gave us, which is we want to be sustainable forever, well – you know, you're 0 for 1, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's right. Good.
3: Add some other goals yeah, that you can check so, off. Yeah, so, like, forever I <laughs> mean, means check. that you have
2: to start, like, with I, when does that start? Because it doesn't start this year, and this is the problem, is that you can't, in Boston, you cannot take years off like this. It doesn't work. And they know that, too, when it comes to the business side of things. You guys know this. Mm. I mean, they oh, can only yeah. give out the $9 ticket so much. Right. So it's, 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 this isn't Baltimore. This is Boston, and you have to figure out how to be good in a hurry. Do
3: you think Xander Bogart still really wants to be here to the point where you know maybe he wouldn't take every last dollar? Obviously, he wants a boost over what he's got right now, but has the last couple of weeks shaken how he feels about the team? I think he still wants to be here, but to,
2: the second part, yeah. I think it has shaken him a little bit. I think he was you guys heard the sound from Houston, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was not a happy camper and it, it, that stung him. I think it stung him for a few days and it, it's not to say, "Hey, you know what? I I you traded Christian Vasquez, I can't possibly come back." No. But it, I'll come back to the Lester scenario, which is it is interesting to me by not trading Xander Bogarts, you do not do what you did with Lester. You do not give him a taste of the outside world, mm. and and that's a big thing. Like it was a big thing for Lester, and it could be a big thing for Bogarts, a guy who desperately wants to be here.
0: Does 150 million fix it?
2: No, I mean I think he wants more than that.
0: Well, now Jeez. now comes well, the grit your
3: teeth. I know. Are you going to
0: give him so six for one fifty, or is it and it fit? But there is the. Or you're losing them by choice, and then they're, you're losing them because it's just too rich for your blood.
2: Yeah, well, the cold-hearted way to look at this f- from their perspective is, hey, you want to opt out? You think you're going to get more than what you're getting now? Good luck. I mean, they might look at that and say, look, that we see the numbers. This is the player that you are. You're a $20 million-a-year player, and we're not going to factor in any of this other stuff. That's how they might look at it and say, if you want to opt out, That's your prerogative. And by the way, even with this, with these numbers, he's going to opt out because Boris is going to get him Mm -hmm. a deal. And and but I I could see the Red Sox saying, well, you know what? This is what we value you at. We're not going to value you at the guy who is going to put the name on the back of little kids jerseys. We're just going to value at this. And uh, and that's when it's going to get uncomfortable.
0: Hey, quickly, sorry, Rich. Can you think Correa in Minnesota is opting out as well? I know he ended up doing kind of like a bridge deal. Yeah. Boris thought every, the same thing. Every that,
2: year he can opt out, and and everyone thinks he's going to. I'm like, why would you? Like, why? Because
0: he's 30 million next year, I think. Right? What are like three for think. 101 million? I
2: mean, it's it's so yeah, if, but you're if he Boris, wants eight years. So if you're out.
0: Boris, you're advising one client. To stay on the contract that he has, while telling know, the other one it's to opt weird. out, so that it always it's like smart. the other. it's like the
2: Yee thing, right? I mean, it's like it, I never got that how you can be an agent for people who are in such similar situations. Yeah, but you know, with with Correa, it's fine. Like he, it's the same thing as J D Martinez, except J D Martinez with less money. Where everyone's like, oh, Boris will take him in the open market. Not if it means not if he's not going to get more money. And, and not if, if you have two more opportunities to
3: opt out and you're still going to be young. So I might be totally wrong, but I don't see why you would opt out. Uh, one guy we haven't really criticized much this year is Alex Cora. And so, you know, Heim Bloom has been at the center of it and the players have been. Where do you think Cora is at right now? Because all of a sudden there was, you know, he, he went with Darwin's and Hernandez a few games ago instead of Whitlock. There was also a, a weird thing the other night against uh, Houston where. They didn't know that Jordan Alvarez got four strikes, and I just look at that as like, uh, well, shouldn't somebody be on that? Yeah, well, so I could give the backstory okay. of that. The I mean, I, and I wouldn't put that
2: uh, the the Darwin's in this fair. Like I, I don't, a, think, yeah, yeah. I don't think that you bring in Darwin's and Hernandez in any important situation, <laughs> but ever, <laughs> right? Um, so, you know, you look at the four strikes. So what happened was, it was so Rich Hill was so pissed off how he was doing, he was working insanely quick, right? Okay. So he throws he throws the pitch, it's the it's it's strike three, and they're looking at each other in dugout, wait, in that strike three, and Mike Brenly in the back, who's the video guy, immediately calls to them, hey, that was strike three. They answer the phone, and literally by the time they get off the phone, Rich Hill had already Very, thrown the next oh, pitch. Got man. it, because I was just
3: thinking, like, that's just sort of, a, not that it's the biggest deal in the world, but just a sign of, like, we've given up. Like nah, no, yeah, I wouldn't would,
2: put, okay, all right. I mean, it, it was it, it was really a product, it's not to make excuses, it's to reality, it was a product of like Rich Hale just being like, I don't care, I just want to
3: throw another bench. All right, so more specifically with Cora, why is he standing by Jaron Duran so much? Because he has made them look so stupid in the field, he's made them look stupid when he's talked on the microphone, and I know he, he had a big hit last night, but for the most part, over the stretch, he hasn't hit either. Hasn't hit either. I <laughs> think
2: it's simple, where else are you going to turn? Right. I mean, I think all of these things are true, what you're saying, but where where else is Alex Cora going to turn? Fr- Franchi. There's, there's, there's no – I mean, this is this – is, <laughs> Jalen it's, Davis. It's, it's the same thing of a lot of these relievers. And like, where else are you going to turn? Like, the Darwin's in thing, like, we can give him heat for bringing him in in an important situation, but that's the spot the guy who just traded away was supposed to pitch in. Mm-hmm. So, Jaron Duran, he, yeah, he's making all these mistakes, all these things. Alex Cora is – Best course of action in the eyes of Alex Cora is I got to do whatever I can to get this guy playing better. Let somehow because I got nowhere else to go.
0: When we talk to you next Wednesday, will be we, will we bleh, will we all be fawning all over O'Neill Cruz of the Pirates there. Horse of a 6'8 shorts. Oh, yeah. Stop.
2: Sure. We got to fawn over something. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah.
0: baby.
3: I, I'm excited for that series only because I want to see the 6'7 shorts. Well, I told that we've turned into the uh, the bad NBA team that just waits for the good player on the other team to show well, up. Mean, like, you, hey, guys, we to you guys are stuff.
2: bearing the lead of the Pirates coming into town. Oh, it's uh, Michael Chavis. Oh, Chav- I thought you were going
0: Ben Charrington on us. Well,
2: yeah. Ben Ch- Michael Chavis is more quotable than Ben
0: Charrington. Yeah. That's a good point. Very good. Yeah. But it's, it's, yes, everyone's looking forward to the
2: Pittsburgh. Series. Are you going? <laughs> uh, no, I have don't you been so.
0: to PNC? Oh, it's great! It's a great ballpark. It. Yeah, love yeah. It. I
2: would. I would say. And they have an all-you-can-eat we, ticket because we love. We love the like ranking the parks. I would say it might be top five. Such an underrated park. Yeah, great. great right on the
0: water. Very cool. Good food. Yeah. All that. Twelve
2: forty-five. Rate your best parks. There
0: you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! At One o'clock. We're doing all-time worst Red Sox contracts. Ooh!
2: Oh! Oh! And by the way, Good so list. we were back there talking about fancy football leagues. I'm very excited. Oh, did you ask
3: fam? We- by the way for us?
2: No, I, I have not. I'm still scared of him. Got it. please um, <laughs> so, uh, should
3: admit it. Thank you.
2: Uh, but but we, are at the, we are doing the first annual Bradfoe show, Fancy Football League. But Commissioner, our Commissioner, almost as good as Tommy Fam, You know who it is? Coop. Uh, well, he's in
3: the mix. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Papelbon.
0: Have
2: Pavillon. Uh, there yeah. you go. We're yeah,
3: yeah. going fall
0: apart by uh, week
3: five. Yeah. No, imagine yeah. we him. We have 11 teams. Imagine, How you,
0: that imagine happened. him trying to do the email send out. Yeah, yeah. Get yeah. everybody on the list. It, listen, it spices things up, yeah. doesn't it? Everybody clicks the link and all of a sudden their computers are infected. Good luck. <laughs> it's a bunch of Reese McGuire videos. See, all, these scenarios, yeah. all
2: these sound like fun scenarios. I love it. I'm excited
0: There for you it. go. That well, great. you're a man of multiple laptops, so <laughs> there, there we go. There you go. Uh, the Bradfoe Show. Check out the conversation with John Lester right now, W com, and of course anytime, anywhere on the Odyssey app. Bradville, thank you friend, we appreciate All right, it. Alright, good seeing you guys. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today